Hey, what's up? It's Mike, and welcome to episode 10 of the Let's Run Forever podcast. Episode 10, double digits. Um, a little bit excited about that. Uh, it's hard to believe it's been, what, two and a half months since we got started on this journey together, and um, still at it. Still enjoying it. Um, thankful for the people who are listening, and, and that includes people from all different parts of the country and, and uh, the world, and so I just appreciate everybody uh, who's listening, and uh, like I say every week, let your friends know if you have some running friends or if you have uh, uh, a group you run with or something, um, let them know, and let them uh, let them take a listen and see if that it might be something, you know, this podcast might be something they'll want to take on their uh, short runs. Um, or long runs is uh, the way the last few have gone, but um, promising I'm going to shorten these up a little bit. So, um, but yeah, talk to uh, talk to some friends, your running group, and just anybody, and just let them know about the podcast and what uh, what I have going on here, and uh, we'll just keep growing every week. So, um, you know, and I guess for me it's a habit now, um, part of my week weekly routine. Uh, they say if you do something a certain number of times, it becomes a habit. So uh, I think I'm there. I think uh, that this is uh, something that is just, like I said, part of my routine, part of what I do, and uh, reaching out to the running community and all the great people um, who enjoy the sport as much as I do. And then again, at the same time, they you know say the definition of insanity is uh, well, I'm not going to go there, but you know it does seem like the definition sometimes between habit and insanity. Um, come a little close to each other, maybe not quite intersect, but, um, you know, uh, hopefully it's not insanity, hopefully, um, you know, we'll just keep uh, growing and, and doing our thing um, every week. So, uh, you know, my plan today is to talk about Ludovine, the half marathoning wonder dog. Um, if you hadn't heard that story, I'll get you caught up in a little bit, but how uh, a two-and-a-half-year-old bloodhound could teach us a thing or two about running. So um, that'll be the main topic of discussion for today. But I also want to mention a couple other things um, that are worth checking out, a couple things I discovered over the last few days. Um, first of all, I want to thank Jill from the Running with Police Escort podcast for having me on her show this week. I think that she said it'll drop on Friday. So, which will be a few hours after this one drops, so you can listen to me and then listen to, to Jill and I on her podcast. But uh, we had a great conversation, and, and I really think you should give the show a listen. Um, and not just because I'm on it. I mean, it, Jill's a lot of fun to talk to, um, very interesting person, um, puts a lot of passion into, uh, into her running. And, you know, she um, came up with the idea for the name of the podcast because she uh, runs, uh, she's a slow runner, runs at the back of the back, but, um, and sometimes she feels like she has a police escort taking her to the finish, but, you know, she's she's great about it. She loves to run. Um, she loves what running does for her, and, and she just brings a real passion and, and positive vibe, uh, I guess you could say, to, to the sport of running, and I really enjoyed listening to her podcasts, um, which are a little bit shorter, so, um, you know, uh, they're a really easy listen, and a lot of good stuff on there, and, and just uh, check her out, check out her story, and read her blog, um, 
you know, and, and those sorts of things. So you can find her, where do I have it here? You can find her um, at uh, runningwithpolicepodcast.com. So, um, again, runningwithpolicepodcast.com. And I hope to reciprocate and have her on the show here sometime soon. She is actually working on a book about her running journey, and uh, it looks like it's going to drop later on uh, into this summer, like June or July. So uh, I will definitely have her on to talk about that. So um, I also want to give you a heads up on a new podcast I discovered this week. Um, thanks to my friend Bernie Salazar. Uh, it's called the Body Kindness Podcast, and it's hosted by um, by a gal named Rebecca Scritchfield. She's dietitian, nutritionist, health and happiness guru. She she wears a lot of hats. But uh, Bernie, my friend, is the the co-host of uh, of the podcast. And um, I mentioned Bernie in my this week's motivation shortcast. And I call that um, short. It's a combination of short and podcast. If uh, you didn't catch that, but um, which, by the way, is that a new word? I've never had anybody use that word. So maybe shortcast, like a short podcast. So let's try and let's try and get that. Let's try and get that as part of the uh, podcasting lexicon, shall we? But you know, Bernie's a great guy. Great guy. I've known him for a number of years. I met him when he. Um, about a year after he had been on The Biggest Loser and had won the Season 5 at Home Prize, um, I did a story on him for Chicago Athlete Magazine, who um, I used to write for from time to time. Just great guy, tremendous guy. Um, got back in touch with him a couple years later, and uh, we um, started attending a... Uh, he invited us, I guess, to attend a, a boot camp with uh, that he was putting on with a friend on Sunday mornings uh, at a, a park on the north side of Chicago. So Darcy and I did that for a summer. That was a lot of fun. But, um, you know, Bernie is just, uh, you know, a great guy. Just a great guy. So positive, so passionate, so motivating. Um, you know, I, I, I just, every time I talk to him on the phone, I come up with just this, a bunch of different light bulb moments. And uh, I spoke to him on the phone the other day once I heard about the podcast and listened to it a couple times. They have two episodes out. And, um, you know, so I talked to him on the phone for a bit. And, and gosh, it just every time you talk to him, you're just one of those guys where, you know, you're, you, you listen to him or you talk to him and you just, you just want to be a better person. You want to go out and get a run in. You want to do something because he just, he just gets you, gets you going. So, um, you know, check that out because he's, uh, um, you know, like I said, just a great guy, a real inspirational guy. Um, and by the way, congrats to Bernie for uh, he and his wife Jennifer had uh, their first little one at the, um, I think about three weeks ago. So um, welcome him to the parenting world, um, which is those of us who are there um it's it's crazy and it's wonderful and it's daunting and it's scary and it's all sorts of things but you know i i know you know it goes fast i mean my boys are 20 and 15 and and it's just crazy when i think it was probably just a couple weeks ago when they were both little kids but it's just by far the most awesome thing you know that i've ever been a part of um in my life and and i'm very 
I'm very thankful for that. But, you know, like I said, Bernie just um, gives me inspiration to come up with some thoughts and ideas. And actually, um, yesterday and today, I've been doing a lot of thinking about our, our conversation. And, and I think in my Monday motivation next week, um, I'll probably talk about some of the things um, that he and I talked about. Because if you, if you read my blog, uh, let's run the number four ever blogspot.com you'll say I, I kind of had a um, let's call it a bad patch uh, a couple weeks ago a uh, week and a half ago and I, I sort of wrote a kind of uh, uh, if you want to call it an Eeyore type uh, podcast where it was like you know oh nobody listens to my podcast nobody reads my blog you know and, and I was kind of feeling sorry for myself and I kind of was measuring myself up to a different standard than I should, as in I was measuring myself by what I thought other people thought of me and stuff like that. And so conversation with Bernie really, um, really turned it for me and, and I'm happy about that. So I'll share uh, all of that on Monday because, you know, I, it, I could go off on a really long tangent about that and <laughs> we don't want to do that today. So, um, you know, uh, speaking of, if you've listened to my first Monday Motivation podcast which was about um, doing things in workable parts and and how we should really strive to do things in workable parts to succeed in our fitness and our running um, whatever our journey our health journey is you know how we should strive to put it in workable parts like we do other areas in our life and and somehow we get lost when it comes to that you know and we just dive in feet first and oh we're going to just take over the world well you know nothing in our life it works that way you know we know that i mean it's just uh when you learn a new skill it's not you know like let's say when you learn to play baseball or softball and you know the first thing they did is is they you know try and show you how to catch grounders they had you you know get in the position and and do the thing with the alligator hands to trap the ball in your glove, and then they rolled a few balls to you, and, you know, it was a couple hours or a couple practices. You know, it wasn't like they just sent you out into the into the field and started, you know, whacking ground balls at you. That's, you're going to succeed that way. So um, so that was that was part of my uh, money motivation. So um, give, that, give that a listen. It's just a... a quest to cut down on my tangents and give you a little more content get stuff out a little bit more often to keep you going keep you motivated so check that out so um to the topic at hand i don't know if you've uh seen or heard the story of ludivine ludivine i'm sorry ludivine can't get her name wrong ludivine the half marathoning wonder dog um but it was a story that went uh went pretty viral earlier this week and um, story goes, you know, Ludivine is a two-and-a-half-year-old bloodhound who lives with her dog mom, April Hamlin, in Elkmont, Alabama, which is a bit north of, northwest of Huntsville and just south of the Alabama-Tennessee border. And I'll go off on a quick tangent here. Um, my brother is married to um, a girl from Alabama, from Florence, and her... Uh, her family's big uh, Alabama football fan, so, you know, roll tide. So if you hear me saying, getting into a little bit of a drawl or, or say Alabama, like some of the people down there say that, um, it's just because I, I, uh, I do like the folks down there and, 
And so I'm not making fun of them. I'm just trying to be a little more like them. But, uh, but anyway, I uh, love that part of Alabama. Um, like I said, my brother's wife and family is from Florence, which is a beautiful, beautiful little city. So anyway, um, so that's where Elkmont is. Um, so just uh, just south of the Bama-Tennessee border off of I-65. And so Ludovine lives with her family on a 40-acre farm. But apparently, you know, uh, something that big doesn't give her enough social time. So um, whenever she gets let out to do her thing, she tends to escape from the property and wander around town and, and you know, make friends. And, you know, most of the people in town know, know who she is and she doesn't hurt anybody and she gets herself home sooner or later. So, you know, in, in a town that's small... Uh, you know, a dog wandering around. Everybody knows who she is. Everybody knows who her, who the owner is, and so you know, I guess you had to have lived in a small town to really um, get that dynamic. I mean, I, I you know, I've lived in a couple of small towns, and I I love small towns. Don't get me wrong, I love living here and and being you know so close to Chicago and all the things to experience there. But you know, there's just uh, just a, a real charm to living in, in small towns and, and just a slower lifestyle and and stuff like that. But, you know, there's just lots of things in small towns that people don't get wrapped up about, like just dogs wandering around, you know. So, and that's kind of what, you know, draws me to, to really like small towns. So, um, anyway, last Saturday afternoon, um, Ludovine was let out to do her thing and decided it was a good time to run some errands in town. So... Uh, you know, she headed in town to meet some people and um, wander around, do some window shopping, whatever she liked to do. And it just happened that she stumbled across the inaugural, uh, let me make sure I get this name right, right trackless train trek half marathon. And uh, that was just getting started just a little bit down the road from her house. And, um, you know, so she was. She showed up. She kind of greeted a few people. One of the guys said, "Yeah." She came up to me. I petted her on the head. She had tags, so I didn't think it was a big deal, you know. And so, um, so the race goes off, and and Ludovine, who, strangely enough, April describes as as kind of a very friendly, very outgoing, but a very lazy dog, uh, decided to jump into the race. So. Um, you know, she, so she jumps in the race, and you can find on social media or anywhere you just do a do a Google um, Ludivine the running dog, and um, you can see pictures of her starting the race and various times in the race. And so, um, you know, she's having so much fun that she ended up running and finishing the half in in one thirty two fifty six, which was good enough actually to finish seventh overall in the way in the race. So um, the guys that were running up there with her uh, said that, you know, she went off on a couple of tangents and she went off and, and, you know, on a few detours and did her thing. But, you know, they said she'd leave. And then they said next thing you know, she'd come running up from behind and then she'd be, you know, uh, back in the game with the rest of them. That's, a, you know... Um, it just it just sounds funny and if you look at the pictures it's even it's even funnier you know so and and the guys who were running up front with her can confirm that she she ran the whole thing so you know um and so, uh, she must have realized what she did because she crossed the finish line 
and slowed to a stop. Maybe she saw other people stopping and walking, and and so you know everybody was so um, impressed with her that that they gave her finishers medal. So, and it, and it's really funny um, just to see how proud she is when you look at that picture. You just see how proud that dog is sitting there with her with her um, with her with her finishers medal. And and I think she knew you know I think she knew she had done something really cool, but. It just really, from the pictures I saw, it looked like she was she was having herself a really good time. So, so like I said, you can find all sorts of coverage about this online and a lot of stories and photos. But I got to tell you, one blog to check out about this is uh, the blog uh, Marathon Oh My, I think Marathon Oh My um, dot blogspot dot com, or you can uh, look up uh, uh, at Marathoner on Twitter. And the name Mark Newman, and uh, he's a uh, uh, A6 ambassador, lives in New York, writes about some really cool running stuff. But anyway, he, he writes a, just a really hilarious recap of the run from Ludovine's perspective. I mean, it just it was just as a writer, I just saw just some brilliant stuff. So the funny part though was just how you know when when the the media started to talk to some of the the guys who she ran with and. They talked about what she did. You know, one time she stopped to check out a dead animal. Another time she headed off in the woods to play in a stream. And and the guy, one of the guys, said she even, you know, went off course into a field and made some friends with some cows and stuff like that. I, you know, I mean, she she had a great time. But, um, you know, and in the end, I think the the most positive part of it was she brought a ton of attention to the race, which was a really good thing. Because it was the first half of uh, of its kind there um, in Elkmont, and the race had been put together to raise money for the high school's track and cross country programs, so I guess uh, are kind of underfunded. Um, I'm sure, being Alabama, most of the money in the sports program <laughs> in the athletic program goes to football, and uh, so track and cross country kind of. Um, are uh, you know given what's left but you know of course high school track and cross country is something very near and dear to my heart and you know as a result uh, I think I'll probably send him a check you know a little bit to support the program and send it in, in uh, Ludovine's honor and if you feel you know so moved to do the same thing go ahead it's it's just great to support uh, support kids running you know because kids running are adults running and adults running have kids and you know, it's it's just a circle to to keep this sport going. So, um, you know, definitely. Uh, and if you don't want to contribute to their cause, uh, contribute to your to your you know your local high school track and cross country program because I'm sure um, they need it. So, you know, what the dog did was cool, and and it's a great viral story and all this other kind of stuff. But I think in the end, there's a lesson to it too, and I think. That lesson is how you know we should try and enjoy the journey, you know, in whatever it is we do, uh, especially in our running. You know, I have a mantra that goes: uh, if it's not work, it better be fun. You know, that that's just kind of what I how I try and look at things. I'm not always the best at it, but you know, if if I'm not working, then I just I I want to do stuff that's fun and, and just, you know, rewarding, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, spiritually, whatever it is. I, I want something that, that gives 
me something back in return. You know, and, and the way you do that is that you enjoy your journey. You know, it doesn't have to be just about writing. It can be about anything. You know, if you like to write, if you like to, you know, and, and I'll explain some of that on Monday as well. Um, but, you know, I'm not saying that you need to, like, stop and uh, during a run and, you know, sniff dead animals or stop during a race and jump in a field and play with cows. But, you know, I, I, how many times have, have we gotten so focused on the task at hand that we lose track? Of what goes around on around us, and and yeah, I'm guilty of that. I know, you know, I've run races where um, I remember little to nothing about what was going on around me, uh, what the race was like, and I, you know, I just kind of jumped into the race and threw it on autopilot. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm left with a with the finishing time and a bottle of water, but I can't really say got a heck of a lot out of it you know and and that's that's just not that, that then it becomes work you know then then it becomes work and and you know you and I both know that that's not the way it should be you know I mean most of us are never gonna win anything short of maybe an age group award or something like that but you know we're not gonna go to the Olympic trials we're not gonna go to you know we're not gonna ever gonna make money off of what we do so it should be fun and rewarding to us in a more, you know, spiritual sense. And by spiritual, I mean just anything that, that gets us going and keeps us going and keeps us motivated. And, you know, and because, you know, at the end of our running careers, unless, of course, you're like me and you decide to run forever, um, all we're left with are the memories of what we did, you know. And, and, and that's not to say we should take a nonchalant attitude. Um, but, uh, the more, especially with some of the things that have happened to me and, and things lately, you know, I look at it, it's that, you know, you can still have a good focus. I feel like I, I'm actually more focused now training wise, but you can have a good focus while still stopping to smell the flowers. And, and, you know, it, it, it doesn't hurt anything to stop to you know take a photo or watch some birds or you know appreciate nature or look at some flowers or you know watch some kids play baseball you know whatever it is it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you know stopping and, and walking for a minute doesn't change your run it doesn't compromise the integrity of your run you don't lose fitness you're not gonna you know you're you're not gonna be slower in your 5k because you stop to to you know, appreciate something that was going on around you. And, and, you know, besides, even, you know, a perfect example is that even great runners do that. You know, I know Mev Kofleski, um posts social, posts pictures on social media, you know, of maybe not right then and there, he doesn't post them, but he takes some pictures mid-run, and, um, you know, sometimes he says, hey, I was in the middle of a run, and I ran across this guy, and we talked for a minute, and here he is, you know, and so even those guys do it and and you know bill rogers who you know is is uh one of my personal heroes um you know he did it all the time i mean if you read his book marathon man which i highly recommend you know his running partners were you know the typical 60s 70s you know fast guys you know living on no money 
running 150 miles a week, just, you know, running was everything. He went out and hammered runs and he hammered races, and, and that's all well and good because, you know, this country turned out some awesome, awesome runners uh, in that area, but or in that era. But, you know, one thing interesting thing about Bill is his running partners would talk about how you know if they were out on a run and he wanted to stop at looking at stop and look at something he did you know if he was running in the morning he'd look at the sunrise or he'd look at the sunset or he'd you know stop to look at some flowers or you know stop and, and see a, a caterpillar crawling on the side of the road I mean that's what he did and then he'd you know, that almost like refocused him, they said, you know, and, and he would take the time to appreciate some things and then he'd get back to it. And, you know, even look when he won his first Boston Marathon in 1975, you know, he stopped a handful of times for water because he, you know, said he would spill it if he didn't. And a couple of times he stopped to tie his shoes and, you know, it wasn't this get down on one knee and, and tie his shoes as fast as he could. He'd stop and he tied his shoes and he got back up and start running and you know he still finished in what was then uh an american record time he was the first american to break two hours and 10 minutes in the marathon that day and so you know it's just it's just something to, to think about and i know you know since my injury as i was saying i've really taken that attitude and truthfully i believe it's helped my running you know i'm still focused on a plan you know, I still have goals, but, you know, it's just I want to accomplish them in a different way than I have in the past. And and it just feels like since I've taken this mindset, my runs are better. You know, I don't I don't really, you know, force runs anymore. I just kind of go out and I run them and I do what my coach, need, you know, tells me I need to do. And and that's, uh, you know, good enough. And, and if I'm so moved to, to stop and, and do whatever, you know, I'm so moved and I do it. And I just, given the way I've felt with my running lately and some of my training times and some of the stuff going on, it hasn't hurt anything. That's for sure, you know. And so, um, you know, and I just enjoy things more. I seem like I get more out of them um, in terms of just... Uh, just a full appreciation for what I just did, you know, instead of, oh, I'm going to go out and hammer a five-mile run. Well, I might go run five miles at a pretty quick tempo, but at the same time, you know, I might run down a different street or I might, um, you know, stop and take a picture. Like I said, I know I'm talking about taking pictures a lot, but, you know, it's just an example. Or, or one time I, you know, I hate to say it, I, I was coming up to an intersection and I watched this cop go through with his lights on and I went and stood at the corner and watched what he did. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, just anything, just anything that, and I really find that it really helps, um, you know, break things up. And I find myself more focused because of it. You know, and it's it's kind of like the workable parts. And given that I have ADD, shoot, you know, I need workable parts. And if it means I run hard for 10 minutes and then take 30 seconds and then refocus and go back to it, um, it it's what's working for me. You know, so so I think it, it's just something to, to think about, you know, and um, just a great attitude to have. It's just better than my old one. Um, you know, or I was just mad about my runs all the time and I thought I could do better and this and that. And it, no, that's just not the way to do it. So, you know, I want to give props to Ludivine. Oh, girl, thanks so much for your lesson and perspective.
you know, it is uh, just a, a lot of great things came from from that and, and from what she did over the weekend and and that one is there was a lot of a lot of perspective I gained from that so um, I've heard that next year the race will be you know somehow renamed in her honor and I'm sure she'll have some race ambassador duties in the future which uh, which is kind of cool which is kind of cool and I think that'll make it a a unique race and, and a unique experience for people so um, just uh, like I said check that out and uh, try and apply some of the, some of the things in the stories you've read. Try and apply it to your own running, and I guarantee that uh, that it will uh, that it will help you. So um, you know that's it for this week. Um, look, I kept it around thirty minutes, didn't I? So um, so uh, again, check out my Monday, Monday motivation, and uh, in the next week or two, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm going to have um, a great interview up with. A friend of mine, Noah Schwartz, who just a fascinating guy, fascinating guy. He uh, he's got a PhD. Uh, and knows a bunch about computers. Knows a bunch about robotics. Knows a bunch about uh, artificial intelligence. I mean, just probably one of the one of the smartest people I've ever met, and also at the same time one of the coolest dudes I know. So um, you know he, but he. Uh, was a running partner of mine in, in the past, and and now he lives out in California. And he's uh, last year or so he's gotten into ultra marathoning, and he's really taken to it. And so I'm gonna have him on, and we're gonna share some stories, and especially talk uh, about Leadville, uh, the Leadville 100 trail race, which uh, he ran, and I helped uh, I helped crew. So we'll probably talk about uh, that, which is. An incredible event. I don't know if I'll ever run it, but uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind crewing him for, or I wouldn't mind pacing him for 20 miles or 40 miles or whatever. So maybe that's my future. But um, anyway, uh, look forward to that and and uh, be ready for uh, for some great stories. I'll probably talk to him long enough. I'll split it up into a couple couple episodes to to keep you coming back. But yeah, that'll be definitely worth a listen. So um, have a great weekend. Uh, you know, good luck in all of your training, your racing, your long runs, whatever you're working forward uh, towards, and let's just all run forever. See you soon.